Welcome to the Gospel Every Day podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Linda, and I'll be your host for today. Today's devotional, The Spirit of God and the Blood, walks us through scripture found in 1 John 5, 7 through 8. In the court of law, accurate witness statements are of paramount importance. If only one witness swears that something is true, that statement doesn't hold as much power as if two or three people also swear to the same thing. If two or three witnesses identify a person as the one who they saw stealing a watch, their combined testimony adds credence to the guilt of that person. This idea is born out of 2 Corinthians 13.1. Every fact shall be sustained and confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Today's scripture verses agree with the importance of two or three witnesses. For there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. The question is, what are they bearing witness to, and who are they? John's letter to the scattered believers was meant to reinforce their belief that Jesus was indeed the Son of God. That is why John was citing the three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood. We find evidence of these two witnesses at the baptism of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now a sidebar, this was not John, one of Jesus' disciples, but one who was preparing the people for the coming Messiah. Continuing with the verse, but John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? Jesus told him that we must carry out all that God requires. After his baptism, as Jesus was coming out of the water, the heavens were opened, and John saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. The two witnesses that we see here are the Holy Spirit and God. We learn from John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he sent his Son, God is the sender of the Savior. Who then is more qualified to testify as to the sonship of Jesus? If someone happens to tell me that they don't believe that I know how to sing karaoke, all I have to do is whip out a speaker, some lyrics, and belt out my favorite One Direction song with two or three witnesses, of course. That's all the proof they need to be blown away by my impressive skills. In the same way, God said it, and I believe it. However, there was a second witness at Christ's baptism, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in full was given to believers at Pentecost and from that time has dwelt in believers in order to carry out God's will in their lives. In John 14, 26, Jesus told his disciples, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit, who is part of the Godhead, teaches, guides, comforts, and intercedes on behalf of the believers. Also, the Holy Spirit indwells the believer permanently. While the child of God may sin and grieve the Spirit, the Spirit will never leave the true believer. The Holy Spirit guarantees the security of the believer until the day of redemption, when all will be put right. Do we grieve God's Holy Spirit by insisting on our will, not His? Unfortunately, I do. But God's Spirit is in us, encouraging us to put God first in our lives, to let Him be the Lord of our lives. 
We must not become deaf and blind to the leading of the Holy Spirit, or we might find ourselves far away from our Heavenly Father, perhaps singing karaoke songs. But there is a third witness that John mentions in the scripture reading, the blood. Ephesians 1.7 states that God, so rich in kindness and grace, that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Sin has always been grievous to God. God is holy and as such cannot abide with sin. Therefore, when Adam and Eve sinned by disobeying God's instructions, he cast them from his presence and placed angels to guard the Garden of Eden so that they couldn't return and eat from the Tree of Life. When Israel insisted on worshiping idols instead of the one true God, God's presence, which resided in the temple in the Holy of Holies, left. And to further point out the filth of our sin, God required the Old Testament believers to kill an innocent animal and to place its blood on the altar as an act of their acknowledging the seriousness of sin. When Jesus shed his blood on the cross and uttered the words, It is finished, God accepted his sacrifice and sin was put to death. So that is why Andrew Murray often reminds us in his devotional that My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. John concludes in chapter 5 with a logical statement. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. Yes, we can. Three witnesses. That settles it, even in a court of law. Let's pray from our devotional. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of the Lamb, which covers all my sin. Thank you that I may live because of your forgiveness. It is in your precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.